the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean, here along with Les Bowen, Paul Domowicz. Uh, we're all obviously from the Philadelphia Inquirer, and this is obviously our first inaugural, our first inaugural, our inaugural uh, bod- podcast, where it's just the kind of three of us, and uh, we're going to try and do this uh, more than on a weekly basis, hopefully two times, uh, three times, maybe during the season per week. And, um, you know, I, I guess let's just kick right off, guys, uh, and talk about training camp. We've seen four practices so far, um, and obviously the number one story is Carson Wentz. I guess, Les, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you think of how he's performed so far, and um, have you been surprised by anything? Yeah, the biggest thing I've looked at is he hasn't had any problems, any issues with his back or his knee. He doesn't have a knee brace on. Uh, the early days, the first couple days, I think we were all impressed by his accuracy uh, the third day, that kind of wasn't there as much. But today, I thought he was fine. Uh, certainly, we noticed him and Deshaun Jackson connecting quite a bit. Uh, that was a big theme of today, I think, uh, with the Eagles. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's interesting how he's going to handle this. He says that, uh, you know, the pressure doesn't change very much, uh, it, whether there's just a little bit of pressure or a lot of pressure, but there's a lot of pressure right now. I mean, everybody, every preseason game, every regular season game is going to be about his health and how he's doing. And, uh, you know, it's it, nobody's going to exhale until he's actually in a playoff game. What do you make of uh, the fact that he leaned down and, uh, and lost a couple pounds of weight? I mean, he's always been kind of a slender guy. And you see quarterbacks as they get older um, – you know Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. They actually get even leaner than they had had been when they when they came out. Is that just kind of a product of of that? I mean, I can't imagine his diet was bad to begin with, but he looks notice, noticeably uh, leaner. Yeah, you know, he was a pretty lean guy already. I thought, but uh, by my standards, by sports writer standards, anyway. <laughs> uh, but I think he he talked about a healthier lifestyle. I guess he's trying anything he can to promote you know, good health and and as much injury resistance, just like taking a massive dose of vitamin C to not get a cold, you know, maybe that works, maybe it doesn't, but I think he's doing anything that's within his power to stay on the field. Do you think he's eating less of the, the venison he's uh, killing? He says he is. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's certainly what he says, so we'll see. Uh, Dama, uh, what do you think of, of Carson in terms of uh, not, I mean, not just Deshaun, but tight ends? I mean, you've obviously written a lot about 12 personnel, unless you did the other day. But with Zach and Dallas Goddard and yeah. Goddard developing into what could be um, one of the better dual-threat tight ends in terms of his blocking seals in the NFL, how dangerous can they be together? You know, he and Zach obviously have a, a, an incredible chemistry. We saw that last year, uh, especially down in the red zone. Uh, they just seem to be almost like they got headbutt earbuds in, where they just know what each other's thinking. Uh, they understand what move the you know that Zach's going to make, and uh, you know I think you're going to see that even more with 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 uh, Goddard this year. And you know we we t- uh, somebody asked Doug today about how much he was going to use twelve personnel, and uh, you know he he continues to say it's going to be a week to week thing with matchups and you know when it's beneficial but clearly that's going to be their strength even with the addition of Deshaun I mean Deshaun's going to make the 12 personnel package even better because his ability to force safeties to back up more is just going to open up more space underneath for Dallas and for Zach so 
you know, I think, uh, you know, Carson's just got to be loving everything right now. Uh, he's got so many weapons. Uh, like I wrote today that his toughest decision is going to be keeping all these guys happy, which, you know, is I'm sure he'll be able to do with the except, possible exception we'll see. of uh, Deshaun. We'll see. We heard some grumbling last year. I mean, we heard some grumbling true, last true, year through, through other reporters. I don't know how yeah. accurate they were. But um, the, the one question I had for you, Les, uh, you know, Mike Rowe had said they, they ran more 12 personnel than any other team in the league last year. Yeah, they were I right up there. They were right up there. But Houston, actually, apparently, the only – uh, stat I could find on that was from a site that uh, it w- maybe wasn't authoritative, but it had Houston at 40%, and the Eagles, uh, I think Damo had written 37 This site had them at 35%, um, you know, up from 23 the year before. So certainly they did do it more last year than they had uh, in the Super Bowl year. Uh, but I, I, the thing with Goddard and Ertz is interesting because – Goddard is the kind of guy that can be in Ertz, you know, down the line. He maybe isn't quite as quick, but he's bigger in the shoulders, sturdier maybe. Um, and Ertz kind of talked about that the other day with me. You know, it's it's going to be real interesting as these guys, because Ertz has a lot of decent years left, yeah, I yeah. think. As Peterson mentioned today, the thing about Goddard is he's a, he can play inline tight end. Right which allows them to move Ertz out into the slot where he's facing safety. Or even outside. Yeah. Well, they'll, well, they'll put a corner against them, and you know that they're in, they're in a zone yeah. uh, like they did. There was a play yesterday where Goddard caught one downfield, I'm sorry, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is they also complement each other because, like, yeah. look, Goddard isn't going to run the routes like Zach. Zach's the best route-running tight end in the NFL. Um, but after the catch, he has an, that, the ability where – Zach, that's not that's one of his not one of his strengths. Right. And as you mentioned, the blocking that Goddard, um, his ability to do to do that does allow Zach to be more of a kind of a receiver. Yeah. Well, that's one of the areas that Ertz wants to improve in this year. I, you know, for all his numbers last year, he was near the bottom of the league among tight ends in yards after the catch. Uh, you know, a lot of catching and going down. Uh, some of that was was the throws. Some of it was just that he was you know not able to to run with it afterwards. So, I mean, he some wants to improve on huh? Some of that's him, too. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of this is yeah. a throw, but a lot of it was him. And, you know, so, I mean, that's an area he wants to improve in this year. Uh, we've seen in the past when he's focused on areas and things he wants to improve in, like his blocking, he's generally gotten better. So, we'll see. Guys, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the injuries and training camp. Obviously, always a big part of the practices here. And the Eagles come in pretty healthy especially compared to last year. You know, the only guy that really I think may not be ready by the start of the season right now as it stands is Jalen Mills. Mm-hmm. The Eagles put him on the active PUP list. But guys like Fletcher Cox, Rodney McLeod, Ronald Darby, Nigel Bradham, Derek Barnett, Corey Clement, I think I've named all of the, of the guys who aren't practicing full. They're at least doing something. They're out there doing warm-ups. They're out participating in individual drills. I mean, I guess there's some uncertainty about a few of those guys and whether they'll be be ready by week one. But the way I look at it, it'll be either week one or two for a lot of those guys. Right, right. They're all coming off – I think all of them are coming off surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, But they seem further along than some of the other guys from last year because of the Super Bowl. Um, With those guys being out, 
what has that meant for some of the other positions, some of the positions and guys who are behind him? I think probably cornerback is probably the most significant because you have yeah. Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby as the incumbent starters, and that's allowed Russell Douglas and Sidney Jones and Avante Maddox to kind of play out there. Les, how do you th- how do you see that position shaking out? Well, yeah, that's an important thing, Jeff. Neither Darby nor Mills has really been a full participant yet, and so when Cravon LeBlanc uh, got hurt the first day with some sort of yeah. foot sprain. Uh, they've gone out and signed Orlando Skandrick, a veteran cowboy who played with the Chiefs last year. And uh, that, that was a little bit of a surprise to me because they have a lot of guys still that they like, uh, but it, clearly they felt they needed a veteran in the room, and clearly they have some uh, unease about how this is going to all work out with, uh, with Darby and, and, and with LeBlanc and, and with Mills. And uh, I don't think we know yet who's going to be out there. Uh, Skandrick was in the slot a little bit today. I, you know, we'll just see what they do here. They have a lot of guys, like I said, but I don't know that, that they feel like they're set. No. I mean, do you think that – I mean – my guess is that Mills won't be ready by week one, and, and Darby, I don't... I, I, I kind of don't think Darby's ready by week one. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I think it's going to be it's going to be Jones and Douglas in the outside and Maddox in, in, yeah. in, the, in the middle there, inside. Is that a good good enough group? You know, to, to, to Rasul's credit, he, he's, he's having a good camp. It's early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, today you looked at him out there, and, and he looked like he belonged. I mean, he was holding his own against some pretty good receivers. Uh, but this is the fourth day of training camp. Well, you know. I thought he finished real well last season. Yeah. I, you know, he really – for worked. a guy that they wouldn't even put on the field beginning of last year, you know, I thought he came a long way. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's, he, w- he wasn't under the kind of pressure that oh, he would man. be under if, yeah. if he had to start. Uh, but I think he's, he's a much better player. I think he's taken it mo- a lot more serious. He realizes that he has a chance to play mm-hmm. now. Uh, he lost weight. You told me he lost like yeah. eight pounds. I mean, there were, there were times last year early on before he got to, uh, on the field a lot – you got the sense that he was kind of like not giving up, but that he just wasn't. He was not happy. He was not happy. You know how guys get when they right. uh, when they're not playing, and uh, so you know. But still, I, you know, I, I'd be a little bit concerned if, if he's one of my starting corners uh, going into the season. Uh, but there, you know, it, it looks like Doug's whole philosophy here is, you know, we're not going to rush anybody back. The only thing we care about is getting them there for week one. You know, and even when we get to week one, what you're going to see, I think, is like Fletcher Cox is not going to be playing 80% of the snaps like he did last year. Doesn't have to because they've got Malik and Tim Jernigan uh, healthy. and uh, uh, so. But I think that's the approach, that they don't want to see a lot of guys not be healthy when they get to week one. Do you think it will be either Sidney or Avante on the outside? And then they did move Avante inside when they go nickel. I think Avante's ahead of Sydney right now. In terms of like the pecking order, yeah. if you watch how they've handled the player, the the yeah. the load. Although Sydney, I mean, we mentioned Sydney played Sydney well. Sydney played yeah, well. Yeah, really Sydney had it. I think with this issue with Sydney, and we we saw this in, in the spring. There was a, there was one play, but it was like it was a perfect example of where he's going to struggle. And Alshon Jeffrey just totally ragdolled him yeah. out of a play mm. and he's not a big guy right and you know i talked to him in the spring about you know he's his big thing was like improving mm-hmm. his conditioning so he's not having these soft tissue injuries and so far so good it's early as, as damo mentioned but i think coverage wise and speed wise and intent you know like uh, in terms of how he's going to battle i think sydney can do all that 
I think he's going to struggle against some of these bigger receivers. Um, although with the new rules, I mean, how much you know he probably can. He probably can. The receivers can't push off. And as the, much, the I guess. slot. I mean, you know, playing that nickel is important. And uh, right now, I'd have more confidence in Avante in the slot than I would uh, Sydney. I think Sydney's an outside cornerback. Yeah. I think, I think you, he is too. You yeah. drafted him in the second round. You invested, and they, you said he's a first rounder. That's a huge investment. Uh, you know, look, Schwartz doesn't give give a crap about where he drafted him, but like, I mean, come on, how he's got to be in his ear saying, "Yeah, this this year three. He's an outside cover guy. He's not a guy that's going to mix it up in the slot. It's not that he doesn't have the mentality for that. He just doesn't right. have the frame for it. Right. Right, absolutely. Uh, uh, some of the other positions that are affected by the injuries, obviously safety, Rodney McLeod, mm-hmm. Andrew uh, Sunday, who's been in, been in there, uh, Derek Barnett. Um, big year for him, and he's not in there. McLeod got in seven on seven today, did, which I did, thought yeah. was really yeah, interesting. Cause yeah. I know when we, we left them in June uh, with minicamp, Rodney's thing then was that he thought he'd be ready for camp. He wanted to, to be full go by the start of camp. He wasn't from knee surgery, but uh, he certainly looks like he's one of the closest of the guys that isn't fully participating. He right. might be the one that we see before any of the others. Well, he's he's the one who, I guess his injury uh, happened in like October. Yeah. It, so injury. he's the furthest yeah. removed from surgery. I think Derek Barnett would be number two. They had so many guys get hurt in that last game in January yeah. in New Orleans, and that's a tough yeah. mid-January. <laughs> that's That's not much recovery time. So most of the injuries have been on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side, wow, they're healthy. Uh, Brandon Brooks Brandon is the Brooks. only guy. Right, and he says he can be ready by week one. It's going to be one of those things like Wentz last year, I think, Jeff. Uh, you know, where Wentz was ready by week one, but the doctors weren't going to give him the okay to play week one. I mean, that would be – Brandon Brooks is one of the guys that got hurt in the New Orleans game. It would be insane to see a guy start week one, you know, after getting hurt, after tearing an Achilles in mid-January. I think there'd be a lot of second-guessing of that. Uh, week three, you know, maybe. But, uh, you know, it's it's a great sign that he's doing as well as he is. He really seems to have no limitations on what he can do. And they have Big V in there, and they've had – this is the experiment since the beginning of the spring, moving him from tackle to guard. He's at right guard. He's still in there. Do you think he'll be in there week one if, let's say, Brooks isn't ready? What do you think, Damo? Yeah, I mean, uh, that would be the way you would think it would shake out, assuming, uh, you know, Vitae doesn't have any setbacks or uh, they see something where they say he's not ready. Or they, or or it's Big V week one and Wisniewski week two. <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that like, exactly. Yeah. That, like I'm just wondering, you know, like I mean, look, I you know, Big V obviously to his credit, what he did during that Super Bowl run with Jason Peters being sidelined was kind of looking back on it almost inexplicable. If you yes. watch the way he performed yes. last year, yeah. he was not good. He's a guy that confidence is everything. I is think, he a guard? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, he's he's got some athletic limitations uh, as a tackle. He's a very large man. Uh, is he too tall and too angular for guard? I don't know. Can he pick up the combination blocks and all that stuff? It'll. This is something in the preseason games. You know, preseason games are pretty meaningless, but except for stuff like this, this is what we want to watch. You know. Uh, okay, so we went through the injuries. I, I want to talk about some of the guys and, and ask you guys uh, specifically, who's like s- kind of surprised you a little bit? I've, I know we're only four practices in, or maybe not surprised you, but like it's kind of all of a sudden made 
uh, a little uh, noise here in the early going. Someone, maybe one of the rookies. I don't know. Dom, I'll, I guess I'll go with you first. Who have you liked so far? Well, I mean, a guy that's gotten a lot of snaps. Uh, I mean, he hasn't flashed a lot, but he's looked good. Is Greg Ward? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's getting more snaps than I expected, uh, and he's making the most of them. I mean, he's he's looking like he belongs out there. You know, there's there's only basically two spots left in the wide receiver core. So, w- would he get one, or is he back on the practice squad? I don't know. I mean, they they have to look when they plan this. They've got to look a little bit to the future because this mm-hmm. is probably uh, going to be Nelson Aguilar's last year here, uh, assuming he is even on the roster when we get to the start of the season and not traded. Uh, and Deshaun, you, you know, is this a one year deal with him? Is it two years? Uh, I don't think it's any more than that. So yeah. if you if they see something in Greg Ward, do they keep him around? I don't know. I mean, he's nothing special, but he can do a lot of things. You can use him a lot of different ways. So, I know one thing he has going for him. What's that? He's in the God Squad. He's <laughs> super he's ah, super close okay. with Carson Wentz. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, that doesn't help those guys, though, like Trey Burton and, and Chris Maragos, though, who were his best friends. <laughs> no, They're no, no longer here. I, I, I said it in yeah, jest. I know. Well, you know – you can't tell much about linemen except in the one-on-one drills, I think. Uh, and I was watching Andre Dillard today, and, boy, he looked really smooth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. You know, he is not uh, hes not with the first-team offensive line mm-hmm. in the regular practice, so you really can't tell a whole lot in that. But in those drills, nobody's going around him. <laughs> you know, yeah. He is—he moves just uh, like a sliding door. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's looked, you know, this is the first time we saw the one-on-ones for the offensive and defensive lines, and I stood there and watched it too, and, and I agree with you. I think that's – he's looked better. He looked better doing that than he has in some yeah. of the team drills. He has gotten a few first-team reps because when Peters has taken a break. You know, you're right. He's jumped in there a little bit, but um, I think in terms of technical skills and athleticism, he's got everything. He's just got to learn – how to how to play the position, right. but he's had you know Josh Sweat has has beaten him a number of ta- number of times in those team drills. I'm going to oh. go with uh, Miles Sanders, okay. um, just because. What a shock! Yeah, <laughs> uh, not not because he's a Penn State guy, but I think just maybe he's in in my mind now because it's funny. Domino and I were watching him at practice, and you're like, hey, he seems like he's a little just struggling. And then, and then all of a sudden he had like yeah, maybe like three or four reps right. that were really productive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's clearly the most explosive running back I think they have. Oh, yeah. Um, I, running the ball is not going to be an issue for this guy. Well, one thing I'll say real quick is he I mean, missed all that time in the spring, and I really thought he would come along slowly you know, in camp. But we're four days in, and he's, I'm impressed. I, I really thought that time missed would, would leave him, you know, lining up in the wrong spot and yeah. running the wrong route and yeah. all that stuff, and I haven't seen it. But, and they're easing him in. I mean, yeah. you know, Doug said it the first day of practice because of the hamstring strain, and he said it himself. And then, like, there was a uh, – during Saturday, they had uh, blocking drills. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what Sanders looks like in blocking. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be an important um, trait that he's going to have to start to excel at. And they, he didn't even get an opportunity. They didn't yeah. even let him block there. Oh. So, yeah, he's got a, he's obviously got a ways to go here. But I think in terms of athleticism and, and ability to, to run – and find right. holes and downhill. I mean, like he, there, he had like uh, the first day of practice last week. He had this jump cut that I was like, what? The, yeah, there wasn't a hole to the right, and he jumped cut to the left. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty athletic. And then today he had like w- another one where it's like it was a little more of a little sideways hop, 
But, I mean, these are just instinctive things that he can do. Yes. I mean, you know, so I, there's obviously a lot of promise there. I think it's a, we're a long way out here from whether he becomes the lead tailback. Someone asked me that question today. Well, it's um, a relevant question because although we're, it's, it is early in training camp, Jordan Howard hasn't really done anything. Uh, now, maybe he doesn't have to. He's a veteran player. But I, the thing I noticed, I think to play running back in this system, you really do have to be some kind of receiver. And he looks horrible in those well, plays. Well, that's, that's not exactly – got to disagree with you there a little you bit. Can't, you, you can go be back no to, kind of receiver. Go back to two years, LeGarrette Blunt. I yeah. mean, they find a way to use you. First but down, the ball second. didn't bounce that's off what, of LeGarrette Blunt see, I mean, when you threw I, it to I don't th- When they got Jordan Howard, they know he can't catch okay. the ball. Okay. All mean, right. I think, they I mean, keep trying to get him to. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd hope he could catch a few passes, but – I mean, they're looking at him. My as their dog first down can catch back. better than that guy. Can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. Gonna, he, I guess he's going to be their blonde. He's going to be like short yeah. yard situations. Yeah. And I think with that offensive line, he's 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 not fast. It's clear. Yeah. He, yeah. he moves yeah. slow. Uh, not slow, but he. You could tell that he just takes longer than the, a lot of the other guys or a lot of the faster guys we've seen over the years. Um, but as long as he can get like three, and then maybe like the offensive line gets him that mm. extra one or two, okay. then, he'll, then he'll be fine in short yard situations. Right. Um, you know, the question is whether they get hurt if they have injuries. I mean, that was the problem last year. Sure was. Um, and with Sproles back at 36, I know they want to be have him on third downs. And Corey Clement, who's still kind of coming back from his injury, I wonder where he kind of fits in. Those would be my four guys. You still have Josh uh, Josh Adams potentially and Wendell Smallwood just – doesn't won't go away every year you know every window's written off before camp and today i was was who's that going through that hole that guy looks really oh it's wendell you know you know i mean (laughs) yeah right lament does not have it i mean you know he's not we don't know when he's going to come back yet and i mean he he didn't ingratiate himself last year they were not happy with his attitude uh, before he got hurt you know he needs to hit the ground running whenever he he does. He, he, he can play because he's there. He's not guaranteed a spot on this team. No, uh, but the running back is really important. We saw last year that was probably their worst collection of players at one position. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, I'm talking about after Jay Ajayi went down, and and then you oh, had yeah, the Clement yeah. injury, and and oh, I, yeah. I look. I'm nothing it wasn't the offensive line. I mean, you look at where they finished in rushing. It wasn't that they had a terrible offensive line. So why why were they so bad? Right, <laughs> and they didn't, right. they didn't have any any running backs that could catch the ball last year after Sproles went down, after uh, after Clement went down. Even blitz uh, pickup was a problem. Yeah, so so we talk about, about running back. I don't think we I don't think we didn't typically this whole offseason we've been writing about what we thought of the moves that the Eagles mm-hmm. had made. What do you think about bringing Sproles back? I, I mean, I, I, it, was, it surprised me. I thought Darren would, would go, you know, if these guys got somebody hurt, I could see it then. All I can figure is, I mean, they basically told him, you want a job, we'll give, you always have a place here. But I don't know that he's necessarily guaranteed anything here. I, I, you know, he, but he seems to be happy. If they tell him, okay, we're gonna, you're going to return punts and you might get three touches a game. I think Darren will say that's okay with me. I'll, you know, I'll be a locker room guy, and the and the positive I think is he can have a good effect on Miles Sanders. He can teach mm-hmm. him a lot. That's a I good point. I think that's the most profound effect he's going to have on this team this year if he may, if he's still if he's here all year and healthy. Les, what do you think? Yeah, I was a little surprised, uh, but when I started hearing that he was going to come back and it might be New Orleans, you know, I started thinking, wow, that's a team in the conference. If he's actually healthy. That would be bad because he actually beat the helped beat the Eagles mm-hmm. in a playoff game for New Orleans once. 
So, uh, you know, it's a little proactive, I think, signing him. They do have, uh, you know, I'd like Boston Scott, uh, the guy they picked up from New Orleans, uh, uh, strangely enough. Um, and obviously, Boston Scott isn't on the team if, if Sproles no. is. Yeah, but, he pretty much takes his uh, You know, Boston Scott hasn't done much yet in the NFL, and Darren Sproles certainly has. So we'll just have to see. I don't expect, at this point, really expecting Sproles to hold up is uh, maybe unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's a year removed from the ACL. They didn't give him a lot of money. It was just a little right. over a million dollars. I think 600000 of it is guaranteed. He could be a surprise cut maybe. I think he makes the team just because they don't have a punt returner and because Damo said, I mean, that's a guy you always hear everybody from Chip Kelly to Doug Peterson. This is like one of those guys is one of the greatest practice players you'll ever see Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of leadership, how to be a professional. You need that in that locker, especially in that that running back room. Um, But he really didn't do much. Last year, with, the last two years, he really he, well. You had, he had a great play in the Houston game, which was a big that, win. He picked up that first down. That was that was a nice play. You know, he could he can make a big play in a big game. And but but remember the uh, when they signed Sproles uh, a couple weeks ago, PhiladelphiaEagles.com <laughs> put out a little video of like Sproles has still got it, and well, it was like a a play from 2016. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like they had to go back that far to find an, an electric. Darren Sproles right. play. You know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah. You know, I was talking to an ex, uh, ex-Eagle player the other day. I said, well, you know, Sproles can have an effect on, on teaching Sanders, being a mentor for him. And the guy said, what's Deuce Staley here for? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's right. I mean, but, but Deuce, Deuce is right. a generation older now, though. Yeah. I mean, we still think of, because we covered Deuce. Yeah. You know, and but Deuce, is, Deuce, is, Deuce like is like dad for a lot of these guys. Yeah, you uh, know? A, a tough love dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, totally. yeah, I mean, and, and I think – Darren can teach Miles the things that he still lacks, the, the, yeah. the, the run, the, the picking up blitzes, the, the catching balls out of the backfield, the route running, things that he's excelled at his entire career. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, they, look, they invested in him uh, with second-round pick at some point. You know, yeah. they're, they're not a, they're not a, a workhorse system. Right. But at some point, he's going to be playing all three downs. All right, well, uh, that's a, a few of the storylines so far early here in training camp. We'll obviously be touching on – Everything as it happens here down at the NovaCare Complex. Uh, please uh, subscribe to our newsletter, the Inquirer newsletter, Early Birds. Uh, Les, Dom, and I are all taking our hacks at that uh, throughout training camp. Yeah, absolutely. It will be in your email, email box every uh, morning during the season, three times a week now. And obviously read all of our stories at, at Inquirer.com uh, slash equals. All right. That's the Bird's Eye View podcast.